0: What's up, rock stars? Welcome back to the UX podcast. And we have a phenomenal conversation for you today. We're talking about delivering results through done with you services. In other words, shifting from Uh, the doing of the thing to setting the strategy with the client and basically getting them to a point where they are collaborating with you on the decision making and taking responsibility for some of the execution of what's being done. And so uh, if you want more information on this, there are some other great episodes we've done with other agency owners like Max Trailer and Remington Begg. So check out those other episodes. Today, my guest is Randy Milanovic and he is the founder of Kayak Online Marketing. Uh, He is an SEO expert, has been in that, that, kind of range of things for a long, long time. Um, And he's based up in Calgary and does a lot of work with local businesses there as well as throughout the North America. And they are a platinum HubSpot certified agency. So I say all that to say this, I love this conversation for a few reasons. Number one, Randy is one of those guys that is obsessed with the results of what they do for clients, uh, even to the point of looking at what they do and looking what is traditionally done in the agency world and questioning it. According to the ultimate standard, which is our clients getting the results that they expect when they come to us. And he talks about a few things in here that I love. Uh, Number one is how to use inbound marketing to prevent getting on the phone with unqualified prospects, which if you have a very specific profile of who you want to work with, or you're serving clients who do understanding this is really really key understanding how inbound marketing can be used to amp up your marketing and generate more leads without generating a flood of unqualified leads extremely extremely important we also talk about how randy developed his unique five step process for getting his clients the best results and that translates into one of the most interesting things about this conversation which is when you have that process and you're obsessed with the results it changes the conversation with clients Uh, and Randy shares how that completely shifted his business and really elevated the quality of the conversation. So the conversation stopped being around just, Hey, what's the, what do you guys do? What's the, you know, what kind of website are we going to get out of this? Is it on HubSpot? Is it on WordPress? And just all this stuff about the deliverables and you elevate the conversation to where now you're talking about the result and you're talking about the concept of the thing that you sell and whether they are ready for that in their business, not just the deliverable. So we also talk about how that translates into other areas downstream, which is uh, like they're they're not seeking the retainer uh, and how Brandy's business model has changed over the years. It also allows them to go from strategy to execution very, very quickly. In other words, taking on a new client, making decisions quickly, look at what the data is telling them about what their clients need, and then shifting into executing the actual marketing very, very quickly by getting the client's involvement and collaboration in the decision making so they will take responsibility for. What's being done, and we also talk about why uh, your website is not for you. It's actually for your clients. And if you're the agency that is building a website, you have to understand that it it doesn't really matter whether your client who gets the website likes it. What matters is whether the people who are coming to the website like it, (laughs) right? It's your client's client. So, and that's something we can all keep in mind: is that our website is not just something that we, as the business owners, should look at and like is something that the only definition of success is the results. Do the people who are coming to the website who are the prospects, do they like the website? Does it resonate with them? And does it convert into actual conversations with qualified appointments? So we went into a bunch of stuff on this episode. It is phenomenal, but the key thing I want you to take away is shifting. Elevating the conversation, selling the concept, selling the result that you are delivering and not the thing that you do is, I think, the key here. Uh, And definitely go check out uh, Randy's uh, Randy's company and just I love their viewpoint. I love their approach and their perspective on things. So I'm excited for you to dig in. I don't care if you're a business coach or a consultant or you're an agency owner. This is going to be super valuable because we're talking about shifting to charging for strategy and not just for the thing that you deliver. So, here's Randy. Well, Randy, officially welcome to the UX Podcast. Thanks, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm super pumped, this is gonna be a fun conversation. So let's start off, uh, there's a bunch of different directions we could go, but I do want to talk about kind of your own personal experience with, uh, where when you guys really started to see things turn, you started to use more inbound marketing, you yourself started to see the quality of the lead go up and that's something that really jumped out to me about our kind of pre interview conversation. So let's talk a little bit about that because most people are concerned about that they don't want to jump on the phone with unqualified people and they're worried that the things if they start jumping into more marketing activities they're just going to end up being contacted by people that aren't ready to hire them. Sounds like you guys had the opposite experience. So what was unique about that?
1: Well, I think uh, honestly when people come to us that's um, usually with some questions Around, if it has to do with HubSpot, it usually has to do with questions around why would I get HubSpot, you know, or um, gotcha. or so and so. My my usual response to that is the um, my background is business to business. I, I don't do retail, so in a business to business business environment, to me, it's a matter of a is it a consultative sale, and so if uh, the business comes to me and they have a, a longer sales process, a more involved one, or something that requires information, then I'm going to say, let's take a look at HubSpot, because we're going to get the data on how people engage with that content. Mm-hmm. If somebody is doing a more transactional business, uh, I'm going to say, you have many more options, including you know, if you're a small business, maybe take a look at Squarespace. It's a really wonderful, solid service. Uh, if you want to, if you're really do it yourself, or I mean, go ahead and do WordPress. Just get ready that you're going to be maintaining that site. Nobody's <laughs> doing it for you. Yep. There's no, there's no service out there taking care of it, so you have to do it. And 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 usually that leads to well, HubSpot costs money, and I say, well, so does WordPress. So does
0: everything else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The difference in WordPress is you're paying it in labor, or you're a contractor instead of paying the
0: software as a service. Mm-hmm. So, do you want and, and paying in terms of uh, <laughs> emotional expenditure, like the 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 security warnings and the oh my god, the the lack of peace of mind. Yeah, um, yeah. But it sounds like so when it, so when you started to put yourself out there and you started to build your own SEO, and all of a sudden you're getting inbound leads. You're getting them; they're they're qualifying themselves in a sense because they're coming in with questions about a software tool that only applies for people at a certain stage in their business.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So um um. It's a funny thing because uh, if we get a tire kicker, it's pretty rare, um, mm-hmm. and it's usually local. So somebody yeah. just happened to Google me or Google our site or something or Google our topic, probably didn't read what we do, uh, and then uh, we get a phone call and somebody says, well, you know, I am uh, I want to ask you about some website stuff, and I'll go, hey, can I see what you have now? And let's see where where the starting point is. And they'll say something like, well, I haven't really created it yet. <laughs> and I go, great. Let us know when you do. In the meantime, feel free to read our blog. It's full of great information on these topics. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they come to me with, a, um, with a, a more significant question, how much does it cost? Um, that, to me, that's only one step up because they haven't done the research if they're asking me about right. cost because it's all over HubSpot's website. Yeah. So, uh, if, but if they ask me about uh, best practices around deploying... Uh, lead nurturing, things like that. I know i 'm talking to somebody I want to talk to, yeah. who I can actually help, that we 're at that right level. So um, I go through a qualification process. I look for what I call one of, my, uh, one of the three uh, arrows. <laughs> so I have one arrow that uh, points at an operator, or basically an operations level person. Okay. I have another one that points to a management type person and another one that points to an executive. And of course, from the questions they ask me, I can usually determine which one they are. And then from that, mm. I fielded the questions sometimes I've got pretty pat answers on for each one. So okay. if somebody asks me how much it costs, it's probably operations.
0: Yes, if right. If
1: somebody asks me about how to optimize something, it's probably management. Okay. And if they're asking me how to, kick ass and beat all the competition is probably an executive, right? (laughs) So, so from that, I have my responses is I ask them to just, you know, do they really want to know the price because they might want to talk about what the outcome of the, of the investment is. Um, Do they uh, want to talk about the uh, optimization of something? Let's start talking about the actual scope. And the budget they're working with, because somebody's probably handed them a budget, and they okay. want to do better. I know that those people want to uh, want want to find success in their careers. So yeah. I know yeah. that that's what we're going to be talking about. What can we do to not rock the boat too much, but see some advances for them? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's uh, you know it's very different. Also, that operations person is probably looking at the money question and comparing it to their salary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The manager, the manager is comparing it to the budget. The executives comparing it to what they're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. So, that's and quite good. you know, the pretty basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, but those are normal drivers for us. So that's just the pre-qualification. If I can't get there, uh, sorry, um, I, I'll go through that, and then I keep talking and chatting and listening, and I just want to see if there's a fit. Do I yeah. like that person? Does it seem like they would be good to work with? Because I don't want to lose sleep anymore. I don't yeah. know if you're aware of this, but there was a, a significant event in my life that kicked off the creation of my company. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2009, at um, the, you know, the end of the downturn, um, we were not doing so well financially. Business was dropping. We'd gone through the 2007, 2008, 2009. And we were coming in 2010. Business was dropping. And I got diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. Good God. So it was kind of a double whammy. So 2010 was a pretty rough year. Um, Came out of the end of 2010 having survived, which was uh, a big one just in itself. But when I came out of that experience, um, I I came out with a different perspective on success and future and longevity and all these things that to me mattered now. Um, What I was doing before as a design firm and creating a, you know, designing a, a website, and handing it over to a developer, and then the developer hands it over to the client, then me washing my hands going to the next one, I realized uh, was a disservice. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, I looked at that, and I thought, wow, I just wasted their money and their time, even though I did the best I could at that time. And the reason I did that is because I didn't follow it through. Mm-hmm. I didn't, not only did I not follow it through and help them make something from that investment, mm-hmm. I was waiting for the next year or two when they come back to me to do it again. Really? So I, I was mm-hmm. thinking about the money. Mm-hmm. I was paying the bills and yeah. that's what I did. I paid the bills. That's all I ever did. I never got anywhere.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It's funny you say that. Cause I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, basically you went from transactional to relational and thinking about yeah. it in terms of like, Hey, if this, if this person was in my life all the time, Am I giving them the service that's actually going to get them results to where if I have to see this person next week and every week for the next two years after I've done my thing for them, are they still happy with what I've done? And is it actually getting them results? And that's a very different. Yeah. If you're used to just, if you're transaction style, just get people in and just do the best, best job that you can while they're there. Yeah. It's, it's a very different mental shift. Um, and I don't know about you, but like I've I've learned to think more like that, and it does force you to think about your business because you th- start thinking in terms of, am I doing everything that I could be doing to get them results, not just am I doing the best work I can in this little slice of what I do. And it sounds like that led to, like, what is now your yeah. five step kind of unique process, right?
1: It is absolutely, and and thanks for the the lead into that because uh, I love our process now. Yeah. Um, now we don't design a website unless we know who we're designing it for. And I tell you right now, it's never for the client. <laughs> it's for the client's client. It's not for the client. Yeah, that's so true. so uh, you'll find some days I'll get in, in those meetings and I'll, I'll get a little rigid on that and I'll say, you want to make money? We have to make it for your client. Okay. Yeah. The client, the, the research says the client loves blue. So guess what? We're getting blue. <laughs> you, if you want a shade of blue, Talk about that, yeah. But, you know, unless you don't want the business, in which case you can have a green or a purple or whatever you want, no problem. But I'm letting you know, <laughs> yeah. The research says, yeah. And, uh, so, and I have no problem pushing back on those. I want I uh, I I push back on things that I know um, will be detrimental to the okay. positive outcome. If yeah. it doesn't, I'm pretty passive. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. The, the the thing about uh, so. What, we'll, what our process is now, the idea is we start out by really getting to know not only the client but their clients and mm-hmm. get a sense of what's going on. And I mm-hmm. don't get stuck in the weeds. I apply meta-analysis. I look at trends. I don't go so specific that I isolate. I, I do it so that we go with the most likelihood of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, we build out profiles or personas or avatars, whatever you want to call them today, because yep. the name changes all the time. Yep. And, uh, and we identify um, the, uh, the money makers and the, the happiness makers. If clients love mm-hmm. a certain type of client to work with, we help them find more of them so yep. that they make more money by working with people they love. Yep. We're, we, I, I, I love the idea of win, win, win. So <laughs> we're winning because we're doing an excellent job clients winning because we've done a great job and their clients are winning because they were delivered the service that they needed or the products they needed. And, yeah. it, and it works for everybody. I don't like having a loser in the group. It's, that's yeah. that's part of me coming out of that cancer battle going, geez, that, that doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. So I, I want to see people win. So we, we, uh, we figure out what's going on with the company. Um, we uh, lean on Simon Sinek's why, and we figure out just with the executives of the company, why are you there? You know. Yeah. Do you really, do you, are you really motivated to be here? Why are you not succeeding? Why are you succeeding? Share that with us. We want to learn too. So, you know, in this process, we work, work now with hundreds of companies learning what their whys are. And almost every time it's funny because people come in and say, well, I make some, I'm gonna make some money. Mm-hmm. And I go, that's not your why, yeah. that's an outcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's figure out your why. And, and you know, when we can't get somebody to share their why, um, it, it ends up being lackluster. So I I, I work and work and work on getting that why. Yeah. And once we have a why, everything opens up. I have one client um, uh, in the city north of us in Edmonton. I worked with him for almost a year before I could get his why out of him. And the day he told me his why, he, he broke down and cried the whole time he was telling it to me. And, and that's how you know you got he it. broke through to figure it out. Yeah. I, yeah, that's when I knew I got hmm. it. And it had everything to do with his mother. And so guess what? Part of his story now includes his mother. Mm. And you know what? He's in a commodities type business and he's getting business like nobody else because he's actually transparent. And he has a story to share. So big outcome. But I had to essentially beat on him for a year to get it <laughs> and i was but it's such a nice guy a nice guy goes there's a reason you're doing this you come on it's not about the money i know you're you're successful you're investing everything like that you just i know mm-hmm. there's more to it and so when we finally got it it was a eureka moment and i just love that and yeah, uh, that's awesome to, you know there's other clients that actually do have it they've, they've thought about it and they say yeah, yeah. This is why i'm doing this yeah. and they have a reason that's there and they're very transparent And they've already they've they've got past that point of being shy about it. Yeah. 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 So uh, I like mm-hmm. those two. So that's good. If, if people don't have a why, um, then I wonder why they're even in the business. Yeah. You know, hmm. Cause, uh, then, then, you know, we've, I, I hate to say it, but we've had times where senior level people left firms because they realized they weren't, they weren't there for the right reason.
0: <laughs> yeah i have i have a book right beside me here um by a guy named david Meister, and and law firms and accounting firms used to bring him in all the time as a consultant to like you know optimize the business and stuff he's like he just made an offhand comment buried in the back of one of his books he said just be careful doing that because when i come in and we talk about partnership issues about half the time some of the partners realize that they need to leave yeah. Cause it's yeah. just natural. Like you realize you have some sort of values conflict or something you, and you realize that you were just in the wrong partnership. Like that's yeah. it. Like nothing's wrong. You're just in the wrong partnership. It's so funny that it came yeah. out like right out and said that what's interesting about you guys. And I didn't know this about you before we hopped on is what you're really doing is you're completely elevating the conversation that you're having. You're not having a conversation about how to make more money. You're not even just having a conversation about mm-hmm. marketing. You're having yeah. a conversation about growing the business and why they want to grow the business. Because yeah. I, think, I think you've learned what we're all learning, which is that you, can't, you, just, you just can't disconnect it. You can't just come in and say, I'm going to generate some leads for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and to be honest with you, this is actually one of the things that, that uh, is a little bit different about us compared to your, your typical HubSpot agency yeah. is we are not seeking the retainer. I don't want to do your Yeah, work. I was
0: going to ask you about that. So so if you're not, like, yeah. in this whole journey from, like, transactional to relational, has right. the structure of how you sell the services changed? Or do well, you uh,
1: well, so so when we launched Kayak, the intent was that we would educate clients or empower them to do it themselves. That was okay. the entire reason. I said, this isn't rocket science. There's a lot of strategy here. We'll teach you the strategy. We're mm-hmm. learning the strategy every day. Every time we learn something new, we're going to share it with you. And so we're going to think of ourselves as your partner in success. We want to get you up and rolling. And part of that means you get to do some of the work. And okay. what I mean by some of it is we do the first one, use it as a demonstration, as a teaching tool, and then you do the next one. Okay. And then so the next the first one. project comes along, we do the same thing. And then when you've got that, we'll, we'll go up to the next step and we'll go higher level strategy. Then maybe, uh, maybe you uh, start dealing with reviews. We take you and talk to you about reputation management. So we, we we go at your pace. We have a schedule or a program of how we deliver it. Uh, that would be of activation once we've launched the site. But the idea is uh, our, through our processes is we do it collaboratively and the clients learn every aspect of it. Um, there is no, we go away and do it for you and then send you a bill. We, we do, hmm. don't believe in that. Um, we, the reason why I don't believe in that is, is kind of, uh, I, I should say I've, I've got some baggage of my own around okay. that. Um, I've had, had experience in the, sorry, experiences in the past where we've gone away and done some phenomenal work for a client uh, and then it wasn't deployed well or something and it didn't really perform mm-hmm. and then the fingers start pointing. Yeah. And, then, and then there's no respect um, for things that people don't experience.
0: So, yeah. so you I want them collaboratively collaboratively yeah. involved, making decisions that they have to take ownership of. Yeah. So As a
1: result of that, we don't ever have um, rejections or disapprovals. People approve everything because they've been a part of it. Right. So things move forward. There's one presentation. There's not three. You don't get three options. There's one option. It's based on the data. Mm-hmm. We move forward quicker. Guess what? Much more efficient. Mm-hmm. We move from, from uh, planning and execution into actual marketing sorry, execution being a, a building a, a landing page or a building yeah. a website. Uh, we go get into marketing and sales where we're making money, hmm. you know, and we've, we've done it as efficiently as possible. So I don't want to spend time um, doing a redesign if one's not necessary. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll tweak a template and get it done in the day and get into marketing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my competition, not my peers, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Hey, let's do a website redesign. And then it got to, you know, four or six weeks and they've, they're at dollars $20,000 and they've made some money and the clients got a new site and they think they're happy with the reality. What has happened is they've been transactional and they've done it for the money and they didn't do it because it was in the best interest of the client. Hmm. And that drives me crazy.
0: So you, want to get, so you want to get through the execution phase as quickly as possible to get into real marketing and sales and generating more sales for them. So what do you consider yeah. when you look at what your firm does and what your, what your team spends the most time on that you feel like delivers the most value? If it's not the development and the design of the site, if you want to get that done as quickly as possible and yeah. get to market, what do you feel like is the thing where you spend the most time and delivers the most value?
1: Yeah, it's when we do that marketing up front. We, we make sure that the... the the key people know why they're there and are motivated by it and are Mm -hmm. excited by the process. And then we get them right involved. So I don't care if it's the CEO or the, or CFO or whatever it is, they're in that meeting Mm -hmm. and they're sharing that thing. And if if it means they're taking two hours out of their really busy day, they are because it's their future. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if they don't get it, then we say, sorry, we can't help you. Yeah. You know? And then when we do move into things like website design, uh, we have a, a standard five templates, boom, 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 boom. We need a homepage, we need an inside page, we need a landing page, we need a blog page, we need an email. That's it. You don't have to design 25 things on the site. You don't have to do a a template for each page. How many Mm -hmm. times do you see an about page template and a service page template and a blah, blah, blah template? That's all poppycock. I don't know. I've never (laughs) used that word before. We have to cut that out. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So the idea is is, is it it doesn't make any sense to me to – put more time and development time into that and build a client for it when it's an expense. I want to get the client to market. I want the client to hit the button, says create a page, drop in their content, and get it working. I don't want them to say, hey, let's design this page and make it look different than the other ones. And say, wow, you mean make the user experience different? Mm-hmm. What if we keep it consistent? Not mm-hmm. freak people out when they visit your site. Um, let's actually build sales funnels that make sense for each of those personas that you may have. And let's build those funnels in and make that site work for you. Yeah. you know? And then when it's launched, yeah. now let's, let's do something with it. Let's make sure we have content supporting your topics. Let's yeah. go out there and have events. Let's, let's get the executives into social media. Hmm. It's a networking activity. It's not a broadcast activity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For yeah. business to business. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, 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 it's funny. So um, yeah. we, right now we're working with a client in New York Okay. Massive, massive uh, global consultancy, and we're working with one of their divisions, and um, and the, the executives around the table. I just I said that, and they're shaking their head and they're going, "You're so freaking right." And this, and so then now they're boning up their skills on social. You know, mm-hmm. Massive uh, global consultancy, and just they're just not even thinking about it, right? Yeah. And it's, I, I, it's just wonderful when they see it. Yeah, you know, um, hmm. I think reality. I think it's a reality that, uh, when you get on in online and you just say you're in LinkedIn or something and, and, um, the, the janitors and the, and the, um, CEOs don't talk to each other, you know? So, so if you, if, if you have a junior marketer doing social media, they're the janitor, yeah. good luck getting to the CEO. Yeah. They, they just don't have the, the, the trust or experience or credibility to reach that height. hmm you know, so if you need to, as a business to business person, if you need to get connected with the CEOs, you've got to do your networking. And mm-hmm. whether it's online or off, you still got to make connections. You still got to do your thing, make yeah. your friends, talk about the weather, talk about craft beer. Another side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the the I know. I know you'd love to do a podcast about that.
1: <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, and then you can talk business as peers. Yeah. You know and the and the business discussion will happen naturally because it didn't start as a business discussion.
0: Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the things I love about taking the approach that you guys have taken which is from the outside looking in is almost a hybrid business coaching with some implementation. Uh, Which I love, by the way, and I know what you're doing.
1: (laughs) So it's absolutely right, but I don't dare say it because. No, you you can't
0: say it to the clients, but that's, I guarantee, as as you were telling me, like some of the questions that you ask them in the intake, I'm sitting there thinking, (laughs) I guarantee you, no one has ever expected their website design firm to go, Why are you in this business?
1: (laughs) Um, I love that. It's funny because I, I actually went to a local um, um, a meetup recently uh, organized by a, a really wonderful uh, coach and a few of his peers. Mm. And they brought in want to be coaches. And I said, Oh, I got so <laughs> to sign up. I'm the first one that signs up. And the first day of the sign up, I'm the first one in for several hours. And I'm going, Ha ha ha, I've got all you guys now. And <laughs> all your, so I'm going to bogart the whole thing. And then the room filled up with 45 people. And I went, Ah. <laughs> and uh, so, but it was a wonderful thing and it, the first thing they talked about was uh, wearing the badge proudly as a business coach because the world out there, I, I swear thinks they're a dime a dozen and I think that's the truth, um, so you can't say it that way, so I don't say I'm a business coach I say I'm a marketing coach mm-hmm. or I can say I'm going to coach you through this but I don't say it out loud yeah. um, it's the same reason I don't say social media to an executive I talk to them about social networking
0: Yes, yeah. Language matters; it makes a huge yeah. difference. And I think I think we're going to see this happen more and more. Like the the business model that you guys are running, where mm-hmm. where you're doing exactly what David Baker talks about, shifting more of the the service into the strategy realm, which mm-hmm. takes you straight into business coaching. But you're selling something tangible. At the end of the day, there's something there that's tangible, and to yeah. me, that makes it infinitely easier to sell uh, than calling yourself a business coach and you're selling time. Mm-hmm. Doing the coaching, even though it's technically the same thing, and it might be a lot of the same questions and process. Yeah, the fact that you're offering something tangible makes your job so much easier, um, and it makes you a better agency owner. So, to me, I see that those two things like converging a lot. I don't think people understand yeah. kind of why I started a podcast for coaches, consultants, and agency mm-hmm. owners because they seem like they're two different worlds. My theory is is they're not, and the people that are really smart are converging okay. and and building like kind of these hybrid. Type business. Yeah,
1: I think the, the, the differentiator is whether or not you're viewing yourself as a partner with mm-hmm. that uh, client. If you're a supplier or vendor, you're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, sure. and, and the, the uh, one of the other kind of dirty truths out there is that if a client sees you as a vendor, then you will be working transactionally. Yeah. You, you know, you might get a retainer, but they're going to be thinking about every dollar they spend with you. And they're not going to be thinking about the investment they make in building their presence and the great partners they
0: have. Mm -hmm.
1: So um, it's our fault
0: for letting us get put into that box. If we are.
1: Yeah. I I see the, the, these are the competitors out there. The ones that are do siloed work. I'll design your website. I'll do your logo or whatever. Even if you think about a logo, like back in the day as a design firm, somebody would come, sorry, somebody would come to us for a logo and I'd say, sorry, we don't do logos, but we'll do an identity program for you. Yeah. it'll actually have some value. And if we do it all at once, guess what? You're actually going to save some money than overdoing it all independently because you're not going to have to reinvent the wheel every time or yep. restart the engine. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just do it as a package? And guess what? Now instead of a couple thousand dollars, now it's a ten or twenty thousand dollar project that I got because mm-hmm. I put a few things together.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's but more importantly, it gets better results for the client. It wasn't just yeah. you upsold them. You gave yeah. them what you gave them, what they really wanted, which was the end result of what they think a logo will do. And you yeah. know that just the logo won't do it. So you're giving them what actually gets them better results. That's
1: right. That's yeah. right. And the ones that see that become pretty good clients. Yeah. they, they they're, Now you see the mind opens.
0: Yeah. Well, and you have a different, and because you're having a different conversation with them, that's going to attract those types of people that you want to hang out with and you want them as clients. And the people that don't want to have that conversation, you can tell, and you can say, great. Let me recommend yeah. you a competitor who can do you just the logo." and then you send talk you know, to the competitor. It's
1: funny that up. you say that, because it's exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know exactly who you talk to. People
0: exactly, talk to I have just the person for you. Yeah. Um,
1: I, and oh, I think yeah. the, the, on, on the, the kind of crazy thing is when I send the, cl- the prospect to that competitor, they actually have a wonderful relationship because that's exactly what they're looking for.
0: And that, that's actually, that's not bad. That's probably very true. Yeah. If they want somebody to just be a vendor, give them a vendor because they'll probably like it better.
1: Yeah. And they'll, um, they'll take the orders and they'll deliver what the client asks for and they won't question and they won't probe and they won't challenge. Yeah. And then the ones that uh, don't mind that are, are on my team. <laughs> <laughs> and then, by the way, I, I uh, you know, one of my um, beliefs is that when we engage with a client, that client or their senior marketer or whatever is a member of our team and we are a member of their team. I don't see them as the other side. They're our insider. Um, They're the day-to-day person that's running the day-to-day stuff and they're coming to us and and asking us for advice and, and working us into things and bringing us in to help them work with, um, with executives say, you know, bring in the logic with the strategy and say, this is why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. I think when you have an outside out, technically outside firm doing that. I think it carries a little bit more um, weight, you know, at least up until a certain time when I get comfortable. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's, that's interesting stuff, man. That's, we could talk for a long time. I know we already went over uh, probably our, our, our initial time we thought we would chat. Uh, what's the best way for people to like get into your world, send you guys referrals, um, network with you guys? Because I know obviously you're big on that. So how do they kind of get into the world of kayak?
1: Yeah, I, I love um, – I'll connect with almost anybody in uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all those kind of things. I love having conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if, if somebody comes to me with uh, a referral or something like that, I do like to know that, that we're having a discussion mm-hmm. uh, in the process, and uh, that it's not just uh, here's some, a lead for you, go check it out. I will not follow up on it. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. Uh, I need a proper introduction and a conversation to make that happen. Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, our website, kayakonlinemarketing.com. Uh, you can Google us. We're pretty well out there. You can find us pretty easily. I'm pretty uh, reachable.
0: Yeah, very, very cool. Well, like I said, we could talk. Uh, I think we were talking about, you know, talking for like two hours. I think we could easily do that. Um, yeah. But uh, but I won't take you, take up your time. Uh, we might have to have you back because I feel like there's a lot more that we could talk about uh, in terms of, uh, getting the right clients, attracting the right clients, having the right intake process. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff that I'm curious about as far as how Kayak runs and operates because I love your mentality and your approach. So, But I, I do appreciate the time and I'm super excited for people to hear the conversation because I think they're gonna get a ton of value out of it because I, I love the way that you guys have elevated and shifted the conversation. There's a lot for us all to learn, no matter what level of like marketing agency or business coaching that we're we're doing. So Randy, thanks so much. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy, so I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done-for-you podcasting service. That is my agency that I'm building and growing, and I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine, and we'll see you on the next episode.